0: Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the
1: best way to podcast. Pure, pure, uh, not. This is
0: the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. It has been too long since we've done one of these. We had the Rough Rider Media Day one that we aired last week for you guys, which was fun. But uh, speaking of Rough Riders, later in the podcast, we'll tell you some news. But for now, I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter.
1: And I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR.
0: And we are excited to be talking lots of different things today about Rangers baseball. I'm um, looking forward to the Astros series. that's about to come up. We are recording this on a Thursday when the Rangers and Astros are about to start their series. But let's start off tonight talking about something I didn't put on the notes. So CJ is going to be like, what? Let's start out talking. Yay, about Surprises. Out talking about masks. Because okay. the Rough Riders, Round Rock, and the Rangers have all now said masks are no longer required at their ballparks since the CDC said outdoor events don't need them anymore.
1: Yeah, and uh, with both minor league teams, uh, AAA and AA anyway, Frisco and Round Rock being in Texas, it's no surprise to see them open at full capacity with no masks. So uh, that's it's great get get people back in the ballparks and, and enjoying baseball. They had we had a whole year last year. Of nobody getting to go to the field and smell the grass through the crack of the bat and, and enjoy some good baseball, even though it was a shortened season. So it's, it's definitely good to see that we're rolling forward and, and moving past, but um, they, they still need to do so safely uh, today. Gleyber Torres of the Yankees tested positive for COVID-19 and they said that uh, he was fully vaccinated and previously had COVID-19 before the season. So it's kind of, Kind of odd there. You think maybe a positive, false positive, false negatives in there, whatever. But he also had the vaccine, so um it's about seventy-five percent the vaccine is for um preventing COVID. Yeah. So always be safe with this deal. Just because we're opening back up doesn't mean it's it's full go just just yet. We're getting so so close. So be safe.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think that proves what we all already knew is that God doesn't like the Yankees. So, Exactly. <laughs> I think we all we all already knew that, so that's not a big surprise there at all. Um, all right, yeah, but
1: that's – Ask Rugnet Odor.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's on the injured list now, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of injured lists, that's not a segue at all because next we're going to talk about the MLB power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we were both looking at the MLB power rankings, and, and uh, you actually texted me when I was about to text you thinking – all right, why don't you explain a little bit about uh, where they put the Rangers after the three weeks that they've had?
1: This is, this is not Homerism, all right? This is not. We promise. We are Homers. We will rightfully admit that, but this is not. The Rangers only moved up two spots from 28th to 26th, having after, after playing one, two, three of the top five teams that they ranked on this list. Uh, the Padres, White Sox, and Red Sox. And they played the Giants just yesterday. Now, that didn't go into these rankings. But moving up only two spots, they were at 500 after playing two – or, excuse me, three of the top five teams and then the Giants. And nobody had them – they have the Tampa Bay Rays above the Rangers. They have the Diamondbacks above the Rangers. They have the Twins, who the Rangers recently played above the rangers they have the mariners who the rangers just beat what two out of three Mm -hmm. um they're at 19 and they jumped two spots from 21 to 19 i don't understand it
0: yeah i mean obviously
1: nationally they're just not paying attention
0: no and that happens all the time i can remember Mm -hmm. well number one from this year you know our our grand catcher who's attempting to become a shortstop. you know yeah i was
1: about to point that out as well what a
0: great what a great article that was. And then, of course, you know, years ago, I remember watching when the Rangers were coming into prominence in 2010. There was a game uh, that was on Fox because, you know, they were getting exciting. And uh, first of all, someone kept saying Elvis Andres, which drove me crazy. Instead yep. of Andrews. And then, one That would have been Joe Buck. That was him, correct. It was Joe Buck yep. that kept saying Andres. And I think he did that the, his whole time. But The anyway, whole time. And then there was someone that called uh, Julio Bourbon, Ruben Bourbon. He he didn't know he didn't know what his name was because he'd never Uh probably looked at the roster before that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Rangers and we are homers here because the Rangers don't get respect and they hardly ever do. Even when they were the best team in baseball in 2011, people were afterward like, oh, I'm not surprised that they lost, you know, after they lost because people just don't didn't have faith in them. Don't respect them. Don't watch them, man. They missed out because that 2010-11 seasons, those were fun to watch.
1: Oh, absolutely! But uh, and they were the lo- one of the lowest rated World Series to watch. Even though the 2011 was rated as one of the most exciting, uh, mo- uh, most recent, obviously most recent, but it, it, for most exciting in a long time. Unfortunately, yeah. we were on the bottom end of that. But yeah, it was one of the more exciting World Series, and, and that's that's on them for missing out because that those two Rangers well since 2009. 2009 to really 2013 the Rangers were one of the best teams in baseball. They were really fun to watch. So if you missed them nationally, that's that's your problem.
0: Yeah, because they were a lot of fun to watch. But, yeah, the the power rankings, back to that, it's just – I mean, I'm not saying that they're a top-10 team right now. They're not. No, 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 no. no. But, you know, looking at where they are, maybe four, three, four more spots up, maybe a jump because (laughs) – I mean, you look at what they've done, who they have beat, like you said, and how they have beat them. You know, Mm -hmm. they beat them down, and they've also won close games. They've had walk-offs. They've won every way possible. And then you've got the the league's leading closer as well.
1: Yes. So they had just going over the top five rankings. Red Sox were ranked number one, Giants number two. The Rangers just lost two very competitive games against uh, just a short two games out there in San Francisco. Uh, Both games were close. Uh, number three, the White Sox. Rangers played. Number four, the Padres. The Rangers have played, and then number five is the A's. So th- we haven't played the A's yet, but we're about to. Yep. Uh, rounding up the top ten: Cardinals six, Dodgers seven, Yankees eight, Blue Jays nine, who we've are also played, and Astros ten, who we are starting a war- uh, starting a almost said World Series. Holy cow! <laughs> we are starting a series with this weekend, first one this year. So how they're ranked? Number ten, I don't know. We can go. Over, we can go on and on and on. What we're saying pretty much is the Rangers got zero respect. Only jump in two spots. Probably should. We're not saying top twenty, but the astounding number was number twenty six. Yeah, um, they're not the twenty sixth worst. Twenty sixth best team uh, in the league. They're they're mm-hmm. a little bit higher than that right now. So, and not saying that they could they couldn't be the you know twenty sixth worst team later on as maybe the young players start getting tired and whatnot, but. Right now, that's it's just uh, egregious.
0: Yeah, and, and this time you set me up for a perfect transition. Speaking of no respect, let's talk about Adolis Garcia a little
1: bit. Yep. Uh,
0: he is a guy who is made the Rangers uh, incredibly fun to watch again. Am I right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he's getting a lot of love, a lot of national love.
0: He is actually, I was kidding about the no respect thing, because people are really starting to look at him. But just watching him, I mean, the way he plays in the field, the way he is at the plate, the energy he brings on the field, and especially that throw to Jonah Heim the other night, man, that was so beautiful. Like that was one of the most fun things I've, I've seen in baseball in a long time.
1: Yeah, there's, they say that the the triples the most exciting, you know, most exciting play in baseball outside the inside the park home run. Uh, but, a, the, you know, a lot of players will tell you their favorite play outfielders is that play at the plate, especially in a big spot in the game. And, boy, that was a hose that he threw yeah. at home. And, jo- and Jonah Heim, man, he's played great at catcher. He made some yep. athletic plays on one a, a dive where the throw was up the first baseline from right field, and he had to dive back, and they re- did a review and said that he was safe, which he, which the call was incorrect, which we we've already trashed review. Review yeah. is – just get rid of it. Just yeah. get rid of yeah. it. And that's not. I'm not saying because of the Rangers. There's some calls that the Rangers have gone the Rangers' favor. That I have flat out said, that's a bad call. And there's yeah. some that I'm just saying. Why are we reviewing this?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: and half the time you don't even know what the review is. Like Adolis Garcia is almost inside the park home run. We didn't. Nobody knew what they were reviewing. Whether no. it was a home run off the, off of one of the bleachers out in right field in Tampa Bay, or if it was the play at the plate. Uh both could have been reviewed and then they got the call wrong at the plate too. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just went on a replay tangent. Just get rid of it. But <laughs> yep. yeah, Gar- Garcia, um, AL player of the week. And he, did he get it this the second time? I think he did. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Cause if yeah. not, then I was going to say this, they're doing a courtesy just cause he won it the last time. No, if you earn it, you earn it. And he has yeah. earned it. Now he has he's, earned it. he's leading the league in most, offensive st- statistical yep. categories and he is a 28 year old rookie and we can get into that just a little bit while I pull up some notes I'm going to pass on to you real quick yeah you know aside from the energy and all that good stuff we we've, we've mentioned before the Rangers needed a right-handed bat in the middle of the lineup and now they've got it and that was that was a couple of weeks ago and we were worried kind of a little about a little bit about the consistency and if we keep seeing it but we have and yeah. kind of makes you wonder what the Rangers are going to have moving forward with him.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And looking at that, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Nelson Cruz as far as late-in-life bloomer because the Cardinals yeah. kind of gave up on him and just kind of dumped him off to us. And, you know, we we actually – I don't know if people remember this. Probably hardcore Ranger fans do. But we actually released Nelson Cruz, like put him out there before he went back on waivers waivers and nobody took him like anybody could have got him anyone could have picked him up nobody took him and then the next year is when he took off and that's usually the rangers way is you know when they give him up the next year is when they blow up and become fantastic
1: but (laughs) usually it's not for us though
0: (laughs) yeah usually it's not for us but no I mean Adolis Garcia has been a fantastic and speaking of Jonah Heim you know he was talking to Jared Sandler the other day who we've had on the podcast and Jared Sandler asked him which he liked better because he had a huge hit in that game. And Jonah Heim said he'd much rather tag a guy out to end the game like he did. He said that's the most exciting thing to him because that was so fun. I mean, again, that was so fun to watch. And Garcia, just the way he jumps around. And the thing is, all the baseball purists, and I'm I'm like an in-betweener. I don't like yeah, all, I don't like all of the stuff, but you know. And it's not just a dole. It's like, I don't mind when like Bryce Harper gets excited when he does something, you know, or when some of these other pitchers get really excited at big, big strikeouts mm-hmm. and things. I don't mind that. Now don't go crazy, you know, but I don't mind like some of the stuff they're doing. Like uh, to be honest, the Jose Bautista bat flip wouldn't have bothered me if it wasn't against the Rangers, most likely,
1: but well, it, bo- it bothered it, me. If he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have thrown it at the Rangers dugout, that was and, what, that was and, the thing.
0: And if he wasn't a huge giant, you know what? That probably also would have helped. But, you know, guys, I mean, it's okay to get excited. Show some emotion. I'm okay with that. And Adolis Garcia has done a great job at even getting other Rangers to show emotions as well.
1: Yeah, especially catcher Jose Trevino, and that's that's the position you want to have some fire. I remember Pudge Rodriguez having that fire when he played catcher for the Rangers too. Um, Yeah, it makes the game more fun, especially for the younger crowd. But, yeah, I'm a tweener as well, you know. I like – uh, the show of emotion, the excitedness, as long as it's, you know, you're not showing up the other team, Yeah, you know, staring, staring down a, a home run ball or, or flipping the bat or whatever. You're not showing up the other team. You're, you're just kind of celebrating in your own way, maybe showing off a little bit. And, and a lot of people take that the wrong way. And a lot of the baseball peers don't like it hit the home run, run around the bases. Not everybody's Michael Young. No. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just Michael put your head Young, down a
1: run. Yeah. Yeah. He, he ran the bases almost as fast as, He would run them normally after a home run. So David uh, Murphy,
0: David Murphy did that
1: too. If you remember, with uh, those Rangers teams that were that were so good uh, in 2010, 11, around that time frame, uh, Adam Rosales would sprint, literally sprint. They started timing how long it took him to get around the bases whenever he hit home runs. So uh, yeah, Adolis Garcia, he. He's playing with a, a lot of passion and, it, and it's it's excitability and all that stuff. He's not trying to showboat or anything like that. he's just out there having fun and that's that's what we needed coming into the season because you feel like you kind of lost that when with the retirement of Beltrade and the downslide and an eventual trade of Elvis Andrews you kind of wondering if we were going to have that anymore but yeah well we do and it happened faster than we thought so definitely and mm-hmm, yeah it's, it's certainly exciting and, and he, he brings juice he brings juice. And, you know,
0: speaking of that, that reminds me of, you know, when uh, when Felix and Beltre used to play each other as far as that oh, fun, yeah. th- that fun back and forth. Like, they were showing each other up, but not to be mean. Like, they loved mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, if Beltre would hit a home run off him, Felix would kind of tip his hat to him, like, all right, I'll get you next time. And the the one I remember the most, and you probably remember this, where he made Beltre look silly. And he almost fell oh, off the yeah, mound that- laughing. He was laughing so hard at
1: this one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the language they were using in Spanish was uh, not pure, to no. say the least. But, uh, you know, they were, again, they were having fun, and sometimes that did look like they were mad at each other, and they may have been. But, yeah. Uh, the, but it was just all in fun, and it was just heat of the moment type stuff. But that, that's, that stuff is fun. That stuff is fun in baseball. And, and we recently had, uh, with Fernando Tatis Jr. getting the home run off of, yeah. uh, of uh, Bauer, Trevor Bauer, and them showing each other up, you know. It's, uh, but neither one of them had a problem with it. No, uh, that was it was pretty funny. Yeah, it, w- it was funny. And they asked Bauer, who is definitely not afraid to speak his mind about it after the game. Everybody was expecting an explosion. He goes, no, I like it. Yeah, I have no problem with it. So that's good to see. And the Garcia yeah. brings that to it, to the Rangers. And it's, it's, it's exciting for sure.
0: I agree. And speaking of bringing things to the Rangers, apparently tonight's the night of bad transitions. Um, you know, is Joey Gallo getting his home run swing back? He had two in a game the other day. He's hit three or four in the last few games. Uh, looks more comfortable. I think, you know, he's still striking out some, but uh, he's also still walking. I mean, he just, he's starting to look more like Joey Gallo.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I never really thought that he didn't look very uncomfortable, just that he was taking a different approach. And I know I honestly don't like this, and I'll, I'll say it out loud, um, that the Rangers were, thinking that he was taking too many pitches and yeah. not jumping on the two O's and the three O's when, yeah, when you're a power hitter, those are, those are the counts you want to swing for the fences, but he wasn't, he would, he would take a lot of those pitches and taking astronomical amount of walks. I mean, just yeah. crazy how many times he was, he was taking walks and they weren't Barry Bonds walks. Like we don't want to pitch to you. It's, he just but has a good eye at the plate. He's got one yep. of the best eyes of any Ranger I've seen in a long time yep. at the plate. And we knew the home run swing was going to come back, but the Rangers said that, you know, maybe he's taking too much. And I'm like, no, just leave him alone. You know, the home runs will come. Yeah, I think everybody, including the organization, got impatient with that.
0: I think that he's seen so many more pitches now that he can, he's starting to hit home runs because he can be selective. Because now you see that many balls, you walk that many times, you start to recognize. And I think pitchers are having to throw him better pitches because they know he'll be patient and take a walk.
1: Yeah, no, you're dead on, and that that was one of the things about Nate Low. Everybody was confused in spring training. He had a very poor batting average. Yeah, and they said he would just go up in there, go up to the batter's box, and just stand there and just take pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch, and then he starts the season on fire. Um, you know that these guys take an approach at the plate sometimes that. May not make sense, but they they're doing what they think is they need to do. Yeah. And like you said, seeing that many pitches and, and pitchers finally realizing, look, this guy's not gonna chase like he used to. So we got to start throwing some strikes and trying to strike him out. Because when he gets on the bases, he can he can run as well. Yep. He's a very good base runner, he's got really good speed. So he becomes a problem. So you got to start pitching to him. And I think that that approach that he took early in the season is paying off right now because now we're starting to see the real big bombs.
0: Yep. I agree. And I think that they will continue. All right. Speaking of things continuing, let's see another bad transition. This is fun. All right. Speaking, can the Rangers hang out as a 500 team this year? Now my, my prediction, I believe was 67 and 90, whatever that comes out to. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, 67 and 95, something like that was my prediction. I believe. I think one
1: was 71, you know, 71 wins.
0: Yeah. So, so I, we
1: were right. We were right around.
0: Yeah. But right now they are just, they're, they're 18 and 20 after the two losses to San Francisco, but they have been hanging like, you know, flirting with that 500 and getting over it now for a couple of weeks. And uh, you know, depending on how this goes with Houston, they could be back over it by the end of that series. So Mm -hmm. do we now think that the Rangers can hang out there for the whole season?
1: I want to say yes, but (laughs) the realist in me says no. Uh, It would be what I would be happy with is if they're still kind of tinkering, maybe a few games below around the trade deadline. That's going to make for some interesting, interesting conversations with you know, are we going to try to sell it out or are we going to try to go? I think they would still sell. And the, some of the players that we've talked about hoping that they would do well this year to be able to trade off and get more prospects to come trade to the line, They're doing exactly that. I mean, Charlie Culberson except aside from the two defensive gaps against the giants has been really good. Yeah. Brock Holt when he's been healthy has been really good. Chris Davis is getting healthy now. Hopefully he, you know, has a strong stretch between here and then. Ian Kennedy's been awesome, and you know, yeah. back in bullpen pitchers are good. Teams are going to want that, yep. and especially he's got World World Series experience. So that's another player that you know you 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 want to see do well, so you can get more later on. Um, yep. But to me, I just think the team is too young, and by, they they're just going to run out of steam at some point. And I just hope that it lasts until the trade deadline.
0: Well, yeah, and at some point you're going to see probably Brock Holt and Charlie Culbertson gone because Josh Young is going to come up and he's going to play <laughs> third base. And, you know, you're going to see Leoti back out there in the outfield again. And if he can play great, you know, they might look at moving Chris Davis and then you're looking at, you know, who else we got out there. I mean, they're going to start moving.
1: David him. Dahl even. You know? David
0: Dahl. You could see him moving David Dahl. And, and bring maybe it up.
1: Joey Gallo
0: maybe I hope not, but maybe Joey Gallo, you know, so I think you could see a lot of these guys and then you'll see a lot more of the guys that we're going to be talking about at Frisco and all that coming up and doing all that. But I think, uh, I think you're right. If they could keep this team together and they were competitive and they picked up a few parts, I still don't think they'd finish much above 500. So there'd be no point in doing that. I hope Mm -hmm. they don't make that mistake of their 500 around the trade deadline. And I don't think they will, because I think they're all in on the rebuild, but I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I think they're going to be fun all year, no matter what.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and as as a rangers fan coming into this season this is exactly what you wanted you knew that they weren't going to be a contending team we all knew that yeah we wanted it to be exciting we wanted some young players to get up there and and do well and they have in fact three i saw an article today three of the top four hottest rookies in baseball right now all play for the rangers yep adolis garcia the Korean pitcher, I, uh, Jong, I think his name, Young, <laughs> yep, Young. There we Yong, go, yeah. Young, Korean pitcher that was a he was an MVP over in Korea before coming over, uh, and Brett DeGuss, yeah, uh, all uh, top four right now, hottest rookies. So you're seeing exactly what you wanted to see: excitement. Uh, you know, a lot of young players. Yep, all of them really, you know, contributing. So. It's been it's been fun, but I you know as far as the record goes, it, it I just I would be just ha- just fine and dandy if they were you know maybe a few games below 500 come the trade deadline because that means you're still having fun and then it's gonna get even funner because then yeah. you are gonna unload as you just said unload some guys and open up more spots on the MLB roster and see some younger players. So Uh-oh. yeah, it's you what gave I'm me looking a for. you gave me
0: a perfect transition there. Speaking of uh. younger players, see, that was actually a good one. <laughs> uh we're going to talk in a minute about the four main uh minor league teams but before we get to them there's one player i know that cj that you wanted to talk about a little bit
1: absolutely so you know who josh junk is right i do yes uh you'll know this so don't answer <laughs> <But> <laughs> most rangers fans you'll you'll know him but maybe not his name do, does anybody know who davis wenzel is crickets okay cool uh He was the other third baseman drafted in the second round of the same draft the Rangers got Josh Young in the first round. And everybody, including a lot of national people, were writing, why would they take a third baseman in the same draft so high when they just drafted one? Well, here's the thing. Baseball's not like – it's not like football. It's not like basketball. It's not a draft and plug and play. You don't have a clue what these guys are going to do. And sure enough, this season, again, it's super early – these guys haven't played any big, any pro ball, really. Um, you know, they all lost 2019, or excuse me, they all lost 2020. Uh, so, 2019, and when they were drafted, they got very few, very limited opportunities. Well, Davis Wenzel, here at A has had the opportunity to play third base because Josh Young has been injured, who was yep. slated to be the starting third baseman for Frisco, which would have bumped probably Wenzel down to high A Yep, because they want both of them getting every day at-bats. Well, now Wenzel's up, up right now and in currently eight games, now the average is at 238, but the on-base percentage is 469. He's already got two homers and four RBIs and seven walks. And now everybody's going, whoa, who's this guy? Well, now you know. Davis Wenzel was the other third baseman. And yep. to to kind of prove my point on that, as far, you know, whenever guys get drafted, if they're drafted before their 18th birthday, they have five years of controllability yep. without having to be added to the 40 man roster. If they're past their thir- their 19th birthday yet, yeah, they have four years. Okay. So that's four g- years of growth that you have to see before you even really have to make a decision on them. That's just how slow the development stages of baseball is. Yeah. But to prove my point and I kind of, am going to do this impromptu and I didn't put this in the notes because I wanted to surprise you. We're going to do a little bit of trivia and I'm going to be asking the questions and Ben's going to be giving me the answers. <clears throat> this is a way, this is how the unknown is with the draft and not just with top picks, but picks later on, you never know. And I'm going to keep this Rangers affiliated and more recent that way. <laughs> I'm not right. going to, I'm not going to completely put you on the spot here, <laughs> but all right, this Ranger was drafted in 1997 not by the rangers in the 5th round. He is an infielder.
0: Hmm. My first thought was Kinsler, but I think he was drafted by the Rangers.
1: He was drafted by the Rangers. Yeah, I was this one say, yeah. same team.
0: Okay. Um infielder was it? Chris? No, it wasn't Chris Davis, was it? No. He's younger. 19,
1: so. 1997.
0: Nine, oh, Chris Davis wouldn't. Yeah, he'd been too young in 1997.
1: 97 is when this player was drafted.
0: 97 not is by when the he was Rangers. drafted. Okay. Uh, nine, oh, I was thinking 2007. 97. Okay. Yeah, we're looking back when I was, you know, in my not as old. Um, that was great <laughs> English right there, by the way.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're rolling today. eh? infielder not drafted by the rangers 1997 i don't know who is it
1: esteban loisa uh
0: uh-huh, ha! yes no, no no
1: no no. he was traded for esteban Loiza. oh he
0: was traded for esteban Loiza. um blue jays oh duh i'm an idiot michael young
1: michael young fifth round 1997 yeah. i forgot he was a fifth rounder yes sir and let's see let's go a little back a little ways to the to the impact 90s teams how about that the okay. late 90s impact player outfielder drafted by the rangers in the 10th round in
0: 1990 in 1990
1: R- rusty greer was before rusty greer rusty greer okay yeah I, I was I thinking let you keep, uh, i was I thinking he was fool, well i was fool thinking yourself. he was
0: late 80s and i was thinking was he late 80s or was he 90 and then when i said it and you said it, i was like yes i got that one
1: Yep, sir. 10th round in the nineteen in 1990 draft. And he round. turned Rusty out to
0: Greer. be quite a 10th round pick.
1: Yeah, fan favorite for yep. sure. Oh, yeah. All right, I've got two more for you. Okay. This one, this player was drafted in 2006 in the 25th round. Good gracious. Left-handed pitcher. I'm also gonna, a fan favorite.
0: I'm going to go Derek Holland.
1: Derek Holland, yep. 25th I, round.
0: I remembered he was a low round, but I didn't remember how low.
1: 25th round of 2006. And, and, was and by the way, up,
0: he's still in the major leagues.
1: Still going. Still going. And one more. And right. this, one, this one's to prove my point that just because you get drafted high doesn't mean that uh, you're going to be God's gift to the world. Drafted number four. Overall, by the Texas Rangers in 2015.
0: Number four overall by the Rangers in 2015. I should know that one.
1: Uh, fourth overall draft pick. He's a pitcher.
0: Uh, so oh gosh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of who they have right now in their minor league system that was you, that you,
1: He's no longer with the Rangers.
0: Ah, oh yeah, and I can't remember his name. We, you this, mentioned him that, earlier. You,
1: yeah, you're proving my point here. Yep,
0: I can't remember his name, and he was the fourth pick.
1: Fourth overall pick, Dylan Tate.
0: Dylan Tate, that's his name, yes.
1: Yes, sir. He is now with his third team. Yep. He was traded to the Yankees in 2016 for Carlos Beltran. Ah. And has, has not, he did not do well with them, and then he was subsequently traded to the Orioles, and that is who he is currently with. Yep. Um, he has he has pitched in the majors. He made his debut uh, July 29th of 2019. So that's about it with him. Uh, and, again, that proves my point because yeah. he was once the number three prospect. And yeah. you, you just don't know. And Davis Wenzel, I'm not saying either young Josh Young or uh, Davis Wenzel are going to be God's gift to third base. Yeah, It's just that you don't know. And that's why – and in then in, in, in baseball, if you draft to the same play, it's not like you're in football, you draft a first round offensive lineman and, and offensive tackle. We'll go, you draft the first round offence, offensive tackle. In the second yeah. round, you draft an offensive tackle to play the same position. It's not the same. So it's just, it's a whole different ballgame when it comes to baseball. So Davis Winslow right now, good returns, very early, but good returns. I agree with
0: you. All right. And speaking of good returns, Let's move on. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to keep that going the whole podcast, but it looks like I'm going. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.